The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, March 13th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hits ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Priscilla Rocha. Hey guys, nice to be back. We got a lot to talk about. Katie. Hi guys, I'm super excited to get to be back because we do have a lot to talk about. So it's going to be pretty exciting tonight. You pretty much just copied Priscilla and added your own stuff to it. Well, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And... Brittany Garcia, you want to copy and paste Priscilla too? No, I'm actually okay. quite uh, more original, so hey, <gasps> everyone. Wow. <laughs> Katie, Brittany's coming for you. Okay, <sighs> fine, you do that. I'm, I, I'm coming for those writers, that, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll join you. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, well, let's jump into our recap of Season 6 Episode 12, which was titled Murder Most Foul, and aired March 12, 2017. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Before Hook takes the next step in his relationship with Emma, he wants to make sure David sees him as more than just a pirate. So when David asks Hook, To help him uncover the truth about his father's death, Hook agrees. Meanwhile, Regina works to acclimate Robin to life in Storybrooke, but soon discovers he has a dark side that makes the task much more complicated than she anticipated. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, and we will start off with... Katie! Yay! Okay, so the episode was great. Um, honestly, I always say this in the past, but I love when Jane, I love Jane Essence in episodes. When mm-hmm. she is involved in an episode, they're always great. Um, and she didn't disappoint last night. It was a really good episode. We got to see some more acting by Josh Dallas and some really good acting by him as well. And, you know, we, as per once's tradition, we think we know a story 
and we actually don't know the full story and a lot more comes out about it which is which is always exciting to watch um to see just what things are different than what you thought you already knew about a story so um it was pretty exciting it was a really exciting episode we got to go somewhere that I didn't think we'd ever visit, but it was pretty cool. It was really eerie and creepy, and I think that they did it well. Um, I'm just, I'm really enjoying this half season so far, and I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that they keep up with it. So, yeah. Well, listeners, that's our show. Now let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) That was good, Katie. It was very in depth, which I like. But still very vague, which is good. So, uh, yes. So, Priscilla, do you want to copy and paste what Katie said? Nah, I got oh, okay. on things. Well, one of the things that surprised me is that we a small question is what the hell happened to that king, to David's dad, step like whatever you call him, and we got an answer to that only for him to run away again and we got a ring we got we still haven't gotten the captain swan se- sex scene that we've fucking wanted forever but we got a <laughs> ring and we got some more bro tp charming hooks like i love it it's it, it's very much an espenson like episode and that like i i never seem to dislike her episodes so good on her Yes, although he did not run away again. He was tossed back into his cell. Oh, he was? Okay, good. I was just kind of like, what the? What happened there? Because you just saw the hug. I yeah, it was a whole lot in like 10 seconds. Brittany, what did you think of the episode? What's your initial reaction? My initial reaction is, why can't we have nice things? That, <laughs> that, that is my initial reaction. But honestly, before... The last, like, few minutes of the episode, it was just on point. It was brilliant. And I, I, I love it when series give us, like, a couple of good episodes, like, one after the other. Um, it's like you don't have a chance to breathe, but you're, like, enjoying everything they're giving you. And in this episode, it's really weird because it, it didn't have any, like, that much Emma. Um, it didn't have to really do with the main storyline at all. But I I loved it. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. The performances, the pairings. What, what, was Did I make fun of uh, Hook and Charming's name? Oh, no, it was Hook. It was, it, I don't know. I was talking to somebody. And I think it was, no, it wasn't Hooking. It was, I was talking about Hook and Robin Hood. And I was like, where's their bromance? And I was trying to come up with a ship name. And it was really bad. So yeah. um, I was like Captain Robin or Robin Hooking or something like that. That's what I said, Robin <laughs> Hooking. So um, I think the audience has been wanting more Captain Charming, and that's what we got, which is why it was such a good episode. Um, so it was just overall amazing. And guys, I want to go to Pleasure Island. I feel like you could take that two ways, but I like I like both of them. Yeah. But for the family-friendly one, I, I want to go to that one too. Yeah. Pleasure Island really isn't that good of a name nowadays because there's a very different connotation than when uh, the Pinocchio book was originally written. Yeah. It was still kind of dark, some dark tones in there. Um, now that I'm older and I, I watch Pinocchio, I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's not very kid-friendly. 
It's a very harsh lesson, but dude, that island, those <laughs> those clowns did not look kid friendly. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. No, but I, I would be paying attention to that though. Like when you're a kid, you don't pay attention. You just want to have fun. So that concept was great. But I think we did a lot of cool things in this episode. Um, and I have a lot of stuff to say about that Pinocchio, uh, CGI there. So. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I guess we'll get to that in a moment. I enjoyed the episode as well. I thought it was another really strong outing for Once Upon a Time. We've had two pretty good episodes back to back and uh, this just continued the momentum from the mid-season finale. I thought all of the storylines were really strong and the revelation, all I can say is I told you so, which makes me feel happy. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next because they, they've certainly got the storyline heading into like a really interesting direction. All of the storylines, to be quite honest. So uh, before we get into our thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, StorybrookeWeeklyMirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it. And a quick shout out to the opening title card sequence, which featured a Ferris wheel from Pleasure Island, Brittany's favorite place, in the forest. Dun, 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 dun. So let's get into it. Let's get into the flashback. And uh, we go back in time. Decades before the first curse began, we have a young Ruth and her husband, Robert, and they are the parents of newborn twins, David and James. But uh, they require serious medical attention. They're sick, and they don't have money for medicine, and they will die. But then all of a sudden, our favorite Juicy... Woo, Rumpelstiltskin shows up and uh, basically he offers them a deal. He's like, you know, I can give you some medicine, but I have to take one of your babies. <laughs> and so, uh, obviously this this is at the point where, um, remember, Rumpel had made a deal with King George to acquire a child so he can be heir to uh, the uh, kingdom. But, uh, you know, Rumpel needs to get the baby. And so this is where he offers his deal to uh, Ruth and Robert. And Ruth is very much against it. But... Uh, uh, 
Robert basically is like, you know, maybe it's better to have at least one living child instead of two dead children or something like that. And so, via the flip of a coin, heads and tails, you know, David and James, uh, they end up, the, the coin ends up choosing that James gets taken away to live with King George and Ruth and Robert stay with David. Well, damn. <laughs> like, that was kind of, that was like an interesting opening sequence. Like, I mean, I think we mm -hmm. all have like wondered how it happened and it was really just the flip of like a coin. It was. It's completely different from what I'd imagined it was going to be. Like, for the longest time, you've heard that David's family was, like, a wreck with, like, his father being awful and, like, with Ruth generally being, like, a good person. So I always thought it was the dad's fault. And it it really wasn't. Like, they, they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. There was nothing for them to do. It was either mm -hmm. that or have both of the kids die. So, yeah, yeah. it was Brittany's fault. <laughs> Everything's Britney's fault. Aww. Making yeah. babies sick everywhere. Damn you, Britney. <laughs> oh gosh, that's I, so wrong. That's why they run around naked in the restaurants, like you told us, uh, Britney. Yeah. Uh, mm. Children. <laughs> Listen, that's a long story for a whole other day. So, <laughs> years later. Uh, okay, so apparently, years later, when the twins are about six. Um, the, uh, the baby that King George acquired, adopted, fostered, I don't know what you want to call it, um, Prince James has vanished, uh, and King George offers a ransom for anyone that has any information on where they can find the young prince. And, uh, Robert finds out of this news when, uh, the king arrives at the local tavern, which all the taverns look alike in... Um, the Enchanted Forest. Uh, Robert has since become an alcoholic, and so he gets the idea, after hearing what George, King George says, to find his birth son, and that will solve all of his problems, you know, just reuniting with his son. And so he gives the coin, the, the coin uh, that we saw heads or tails with, um, he's given the coin to by David uh, because that coin is David's like lucky charm and uh, you know Robert goes off to try to find uh, Prince James and his first stop is to see Rumpelstiltskin and uh, after this whole like to do type of thing Rumpel's like okay I'll make you a deal for a strand of your hair you know because even like the tiniest things have like the greatest power I will let you know where your son is. Like, you know, stop with all these tales of sadness and fathers reuniting with children. I'll just tell you. And so he poofs a crystal ball and uh, he locates James to a place called Pleasure Island. And uh, he uh, magics a ticket to Pleasure Island so that Robert can uh, go there. And so he plucks the strand from Robert's head, and Robert leaves. But we learn when Robert leaves that really the, the strand of hair was just part of the deal. Um, it was a ruse. Rumpel really 
helped Robert to help a father reunite with his son. And, you know, he even says, you know, may all fathers reunite with their sons. Oh my god, he's actually nice! No, he's not. Everybody, remember the shitty things he's done. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, besides c- besides agenda. Priscilla being cynical, <laughs> did this touch anybody else? Okay, well then everyone's cynical. silence, yes. I think the only thing that I took, you know, that I was okay with there was that I think he's just really, um... I can't think of the word right now. I had it in my head. But anyway, um, I'm guessing this story or this, like, adventure that um, Prince Charming's dad was going through was a little bit, like, close to home for himself. So he just, like, mm-hmm. kind of helped him. But it was just, like, a specific circumstance. Like, he wouldn't go out of his way to help anyone else but just mm-hmm. him. So it was yeah, like, exactly. oh, I was like, oh, well, it worked this way. But to that effect, <laughs> this rumple is not rumple that we know now. That no, he's juicy. He's juicy rumple, Woo! which is still mm-hmm. just as bad, but here yes. they're showing the signs of like the humanity that's still in him in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Even if he's done really shitty stuff, but here you were kind of like, oh well, that's those are the glimpses that Belle saw when she started to work for him. Those so like, were the oh, good well. old days. Yeah, that's what they were giving you. They're giving oh you something of the, of the stuff that we that we like that we like to see the man behind the beast. So it was kind of like, oh, I remember when you used to write him so well. But yeah, so well, that's damn. <laughs> I will say though, I'll, to give a compliment to to the actor, um, that brief second as he's listening to Robert, like basically like begging, like please help me, you know, I really want to reunite with my son. He's out there and I need help and I don't know where to go and it's the deal and I, you know, I basically have been a shit of a man and uh, you know, I want to be a better man and all this kind of stuff. You could see for like a moment like when it touched Rumple, which I liked yeah. seeing that. And um and then afterwards, like I'll be honest, I don't you know He's plucked people's head of hair before, so I, at the moment, I, I thought he really needed his hair for some reason. But then when we saw him sort of, like, flick it away and him have, like, a moment to himself where where at least we can see a bit of his regret um, with Balefire, I, I thought it was nice. I'm not, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. I liked his, I like his actions or approve of anything. I thought the acting was really well done. Mm-hmm. I agree, and a, a lot of people were kind of confused too about that scene where he just kind of flicks the hair away. People were like, "Oh, he just did a magic spell to like hold on to it." I'm like, "No, oh my he gosh, he just let it go." Because he made was, fun ah, of what ah, he ah, said. So. <laughs> yeah, he did, and he, it was actually just a sign of him going, "You know what? Like, I didn't need any deal. I just wanted to help, just like a moment of weakness." But he didn't yeah. him back. He just helped him out. So correct, that, but I he mean, needed he needed to fake the deal. Rumble. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that was always part of a past rumble. Like, that was his main motivation when he was a dark one was to get to his son. Because mm-hmm. um, he always had those two loves. You know, there's power and the love of his son. And he couldn't choose between either of them and thought that he could have them both. And so he was obsessed, mm-hmm. just as obsessed with finding his son as he was with the power. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I am going to give major props to Robert Carlyle because like any other actor... Put, putting us through like these ups and downs like we would have immediately like wrote this off as like well whatever like it doesn't matter but even mm-hmm. I like 
as much as I'm like, nobody be like tricked into thinking like he's always been a good man. He he hasn't been. But there was enough like a twinkling of humanity in him there. Like he's mm-hmm. not completely the beast. And yeah. that, that, t- that takes a good actor to be able to do that under like layers and layers of slime and glitter. So yep. exactly. And just to reiterate to the listeners, he did not need the hair. He flicked it. He did not magicify mm-hmm. it away. He's Rumpelstiltskin. He has to, quote-unquote, make a deal. He was not just going to help the man. He doesn't need uh, the rest of the Enchanted Forest knowing that he's gone yeah. soft. So he yeah. had to fake a deal, and uh, he actually helped the guy, which was really interesting and uh, surprising, considering who Rumple was at the time. So, you got your ticket, Brittany? I do. Let's go. First in line VIP. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, let's head to Pleasure Island, which, if we remember, was foreshadowed last week. Because when we saw August typing, he was typing about Pleasure Island. That's right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was really neat. Yes, well, well. Shame on you, Katie. Oh, gosh. I know. (laughs) We need to... Brittany gets to be in charge of your Tumblr for a week because of that. Dang it. Okay. Oh, damn. (laughs) She was quick to give that one up. (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to make it easy on you. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Never mind. (laughs) Well, damn. Well, heading to Pleasure Island, Robert arrives, and we are treated to Pleasure Island in all its glory. If you've ever seen the animated Disney Pinocchio, I mean, it, it looked just like it. You know, the, the huge, uh, gaudy, uh, old-school carnival atmosphere. And, uh, you know, it's filled with children uh, drinking beer and candy and, you know, just, uh, you know, kids doing whatever the hell they want, basically. No grown-ups, except for the creepy carnies. And since we all <laughs> saw Pinocchio, we all know what's really going on. Um, there he's looking for his son. He's trying to ask the creepy carnies, but the carnies just want to give him beer. And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm sober now. And so he sits down on a bench and next to him is wooden Pinocchio. And, uh, he's being asked by Robert, you know, have you met James? Have you met a child who claims he's a prince and all this kind of stuff and Pinocchio lies and of course Pinocchio's nose grows and as he continues to lie his nose continues to grow and Robert's like catching on he's like does that mean you're lying and Pinocchio's like no 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 but then Robert like grabs the little wooden boy and is like tell me where my son is and so you've met him and so Pinocchio leads Robert to his birth son who um, I don't know. He had passed out on the ground. Passed out from sugar. <laughs> Hopefully it was that and not the beer. But um, he's passed out on the ground. And uh, he explains everything to young James. Because James is like, I don't want to go to the kingdom. I ran away. And all this kind of stuff. And so, I don't want to be a knight and kill people. And um, 
obviously all that changes in the future, but anyway, um, Robert is like, you know, I will, you know, bring you to my house, and, uh, you know, I'm your father, and all this kind of stuff, and so when they attempt to escape from Pleasure Island, um, the, the carnies, the carnival barkers, like, go after them, and, uh, they, they're about to escape, they're, out in the entrance of Pleasure Island, but they are caught by King George. And King George initially thinks that Robert is there for the ransom, that he's helping him out, but Robert's like, no, this is my son, and I want to take him home, and he doesn't want to go with you, he doesn't want to be a knight, he doesn't want to kill, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, the king uh, decides to uh, take... James back and uh, basically orders Robert to be killed. So let's discuss Pleasure Island because Brittany apparently had uh, some strong thoughts about Pleasure Island. <laughs> oh, she asked. This isn't she the Fifty Shades Pleasure Island. Yeah, I know, I know. I just, I just thought it was like funny. You know, just because we, you know, mostly adults are watching this, even though it's you know family based. You're like, oh yeah, but no, I thought oh, they did a great, they did a great job with Pleasure Island. I liked um, that it was just like a big carnival with a lot of creepy carnies, but like we noticed that stuff. The kids really don't because they're too preoccupied with having fun. So I feel like they captured the essence of Pleasure Island quite well, especially. With us, that we can tell that, yes, the kids are having fun, but there's also creepy stuff going on, and it's just something's off, something's weird. But to be honest, I would want to go. I love carnivals. They're fun. The food is great. Oh, my gosh. Um, you do know what I ends mean, up happening to you, right? Yes. Well, yes, I know. You turn into but, a donkey. Uh, well, that's if you've been very bad. No, that's if you imbibe in everything from Pleasure Island. Okay, well, maybe not everyone's, like, doing everything, so... Oh, my <laughs> gosh! No, we're all not little Pinocchios, okay? Um, no, my, my, my <laughs> thing was, uh, how did you guys feel about the CGI uh, Pinocchio? Because I thought that was the creepiest thing I've ever freaking seen. Like, this is why I don't like Pinocchio. He's not my favorite. I like him as a human. He's great. But um, as a wooden puppet, no, I'm scared of Chucky. I'm scared of anything dolls or puppets or whatever. And then they even have an evil Pinocchio movie. Um, don't watch oh it. It's scary. Oh my gosh. Evil don't, Pinocchio. Don't do it. And then they Katie, it's, it's your job to watch and review the evil no. Pinocchio movie. What's it called? It's called Pinocchio. No, it is <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, Pinocchio's Revenge. I'm sorry. Pinocchio's Revenge. There you yeah, go. Okay. Yeah, I'm don't do it. This. Oh, God, no. <laughs> No, don't do it. It's first of all, it's a terrible movie, but it's just the thought of a doll being. Oh no, it's just scary. <laughs> anyway, so um, he freaking scared me when when um, oh, Harvey sat down. Oh my god! Hey, <laughs> you know what? I could just imagine Brittany sitting down on a bench, and then Pinocchio talks to her, and she looks and like. Yeah! Oh my god, you don't know how many people make fun of me for hating Chucky, and now if they know about Pinocchio, it's just, it's not... Well, now everybody time. in the universe knows about Pinocchio. Now, but you don't know me. They don't know me, for real. But, um, I just thought that scene was really funny, how, you know, Pinocchio just lies. I don't know why he was lying in the first place. Because he, he was a liar back in the day. 
Yeah, I know, but it was just weird how he was just, like, lying, but he was gonna help him anyway. I don't know, but uh, I just thought the, the puppet was scary. Just very, very I, scary. I thought it worked with what he is. Like, he's a mischievous boy. He lies, like, at least in the book. And he doesn't lie because it's, like, something, like, bad or, like, he just... He thinks it's fun, and but in inside he's got like the heart of a real boy. He's he wants to do good, so he he does. After he shakes him, he realizes that it's that that he should tell the truth and he should help him. Well, a I good like shaking <laughs> will you know make anybody <laughs> say the truth. He tells, uh, the dad, what does he say? He's like, do you think I was carved yesterday or something like that? Or oh yes. <laughs> I was like, you look scary and demonic, but that was funny. Leave I him alone. Him. He's cute. Chucky, Chucky does the same thing. He is not cute. You're messed up. I don't know. Do you <laughs> oh my god. Do you remember the Pinocchio with like Jonathan Taylor Thomas is the Pinocchio? Like Yeah, I remember that. Makeup? Like it kind of reminded me of that. I'm like, dude, we've passed the 90s. Why is the CGI just so bad? What's what's going on here? And then I thought, look at where we are, Pleasure Island. They totally bust all of like the money that they were going to use on the show on like all of this stuff for the kids, all the extras like running around, all of the carnival lights and attractions like they put their money into the backdrop backdrop and it's it it shows it's it's real nice, it's real pretty. I liked it. Although it it Sorry, opens my mind again as to how old everyone fucking is compared to Emma. Pinocchio or like the guy that was like almost shipped with her like and then wasn't and that was retracted and now their best friends was a kid when her when her grandfather was still alive and her <laughs> grandfather god everybody is old y'all are old mm-hmm. they really are and we have to remember Not pinocchio sure. was a wooden boy he was not gonna age normally he didn't start aging mm-hmm. until he became a real life boy yeah. They should have taken the Pinocchio from Shrek. That one's funny. He doesn't scare me. Well, he has like a like a rainy rainy voice. Yeah, I, I that's funny. That doesn't like creep me out like this guy. Like oh he's funny God. and he wears a thong. Like it's. Funny. Oh my it. gosh! We do not need a thong wearing Pinocchio. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I desperately want, but we're never gonna get. I want. A scene where all the people in Storybrooke get to see who they are, like a movie night with like. Yes, we've been talking about that forever. (laughs) We've been talking about that was that's my theory for the musical. (laughs) Remember, Katie, that's my theory for the musical. That that's how the musical jump starts. My theory, I don't know if it's real, but I I, it just it's the only thing that makes sense for why people are going to start singing. My theory for the musical is that they have like. Maybe two of the characters, or a couple of the characters, are having a movie night, watching their movies. And, like, Emma's like, you know, they sing in the movies. Why don't you all sing? And so then, uh, like, Snow or someone is like, says, well, we did sing in the Enchanted Forest. Remember that time, <laughs> David? And and so then it leads to flashbacks, because it seems as if all the, mu- the majority, I don't want to say all, the majority of the musical numbers take place in the past in the enchanted forest besides like maybe emma's number the big musical number with the entire town maybe if there's a a captain swan musical number like maybe that's in the present but it seems as if the other musical moments are in the past so 
maybe that's how it jumps off because it, it's going to be very weird for them just to start singing i'm just saying like something now, has now to trigger them but um okay i disagree with Brittany. i thought pinocchio didn't look worse or, or or better than how he has in the past so i was fine with uh pinocchio and i liked that we saw his nose grow because i feel like we've never seen that so that's a that's a piece of the pinocchio story that we got to see another piece obviously being pleasure island i liked how sort of like worlds collided with the charmings and pleasure island and pinocchio and all that kind of stuff and the one thing that i wished we had seen on pleasure island is even if it was just hinted at by having um, Pinocchio, like, maybe starting to grow them, the donkey ears. Like, we needed to see some, like, kids with, like, donkey ears. Because that's the whole yeah. point of Pleasure Island. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to see that at all. Because that that's, like, a huge part of Pleasure Island. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But other than that, I thought it was mm -hmm. a really great scene. And so now we're at the conclusion of the flashback. This is where Brittany gets all in, all in her feels. And uh, we see that the night that Robert was scheduled to be executed... Um, he, he's, he's, like, begging to be let go and, like, uh, the... Um, I don't know what you want to call them. The uh, King George's men, I guess. I don't know if they're guards, but they're his men um, are sort of, uh, you know, transporting all of King George's loot and that kind of thing. And they're basically going to set it up to seem as if uh, Robert was drunk and crashed his cart and uh, robert's like no i'm not a drunk uh, i would never do that uh, people know that and uh they're basically like well let's pour some rum on you and now everyone will think you're a drunk why not and um so they pour the liquor on him and and they're like everyone will believe that you crashed your cart because you're the town drunk and uh before any of that can happen though a group of pirates raid the carriage, steal the gold and other valuables, kill the guards, and Robert begs for mercy, and I will never tell anyone, I don't like the king, you know, I just want to be with my family, and all this kind of stuff, but his begs for mercy are met with silence by Granny, no, by Captain... The way you were phrasing it, I totally thought you were going to say Puss in Boots. <laughs> oh, by Puss in Boots. Oh, gosh. By Captain Hook, Killian Jones. Because at this point in Killian's life, he is 1,000% a pirate. And he lives by the pirate code. And uh, he basically tells Robert, you know... I, I can't trust that you won't tell people. I mean, this is like the king's uh, ransom here of goodies. So, dead men tell no tales. And he kills Robert. Boom, 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 boom. boom. That was a cool <laughs> death, though. That was... Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh crap, 
<laughs> I like that, that that he snuck in like pirate things, like dead men tell no tales. He's yeah, like, that, that, that was cool. That was super cool. And oh, I, okay. At first, when I, like I first watched this backstory, I before I watched this episode, I was convinced it was going to be Hook, and I was like, oh crap, we're gonna, I know it's, they're going to do it because it's going to just have more drama and all this stuff. And then like through the flashbacks. They were making it sound like it wasn't him, like, the entire episode. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe they're going to shock me and not do the obvious thing. And then at the very end, they <laughs> did. And I was like, are you kidding me? What the heck? I mean, I really did like it because if you looked at, like, the episode as a whole, you see how they're trying to compare the two versions of Hook. We have full-on Pirate Hook, who kills some guy because he was a witness to these two other murders. And then you have current Hook, who is trying to make up for his past and trying to change who he is yes. and people's perceptions on him. So it was really cool to see the two types, or the two versions of himself being compared throughout the whole episode, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But, Katie, uh, you don't kill the witnesses? Uh, I, don't, I don't say that out loud. <laughs> oh, Okay, don't I'm lie. I, I, I don't, I don't. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, he does. <laughs> Katie's a murderer! Oh, crap. Man. I, I kind of agree. Like, y- you put it in my head that he was going to be the one that killed Charming's dad. And I was just waiting for that shoe to drop. And throughout the episode, I was like, oh, okay, so he's a good guy. He's No, no, he's a good guy now. But he was a bad guy before. And if I'm putting the same, like, judgment on Rumple for the bad shit that he's done, how the hell do you come back from killing your fiancé's grandpa? What? Okay, sure. Uh, I mean, okay, I, I, here's I the funny thing to do. think of, too. Regina killed one of her grandfathers and Hooks killed the other one. <laughs> you, you, and she's both cordial with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a show. The show. <laughs> it's a sh- it, yeah, it's Did we did we or did we not have this conversation Brittany where it's just kind of like with fantasy shows you just kind of have to suspend your disbelief mm-hmm. that sometimes people do like real shit things that would never fly in real life. Would never fly if that magical stuff happened in real life, but somehow mm-hmm. like, because it's coming out in a TV show, you just have to be like, well, okay. Forgiveness happens. Even if they've like killed thousands <laughs> of people or something like, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, I think we have a lot of experience in that area with watching a lot of sci-fi fantasy shows that um, I think it's up for per- perspective. You know, if you're okay with, uh, or if you're letting things pass because you're okay with it, then that's you. Other people in the fandom are probably going to fight you because they're like, oh, it's not right. Oh, it's like, well, I mean, there's this show's about magic and death and people coming back to life, alternate versions. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you got you to gotta let yourself go. But honestly, I guess it depends who you like. Like, we don't we don't like what Rumble's doing right now or how he's been treated this um, or how he's been treating Belle for a lot of their relationship. But Rumble shippers don't mind it. Or they're okay with it, or they excuse it. But for us, it draws the line. And here, we're like, oh man, like it just—it was a gut punch. And I think this mm-hmm. was a theory, right, that everybody was having the past like year or years. So it just—it kind of sucks that it's real. And I, me, to me, 
I can get past it. I'm okay with it. But I do feel really, really sad because his dad, we've learned that his dad wasn't a drunk, that he wasn't this bad guy, um, mm-hmm. that he was just living with this for a long time and it ate him up until he got some redemption. But in the end, he died like for nothing, basically. <laughs> so it just, it, it sucks. But at the same time, I, I, I care about that, but then I don't. Um, because <laughs> like, so when are they getting married again? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah. So Captain Hook, like he's 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 got a lot of redemption. Same thing with Regina. Regina's done a lot of bad stuff too, and we're finally mm-hmm. here. But I don't know how they're gonna fix this. And I and I have all faith that uh, Hook's gonna say something. He's gonna come out with the truth. But I don't know how they're gonna fix that in like a couple episodes. That's what I want to know. That's yeah. what I'm most curious about. You already yeah. gave me my blessing. No Texas backsies. Bye. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yes. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, because I, you know it's going to be some angst and some drama, but I really want to know the resolution. I'm wondering how David is going to, is going to take this because it looked like he found some real peace with what he's learned. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn it, August. I don't want you in the show anymore. anymore. (laughs) Why did you come back? (laughs) How do you deal with that, though? Knowing Mm -hmm. I could get away with this if I never say a word. They've already blamed it on somebody else. He's already thrown away the only, like, evidence that could link me to it. Mm -hmm. If I just keep my mouth shut. Ah. that, it, that's going to be a test to his character of how far he's come. Is he going to mm-hmm. keep quiet or is he going to come clean? Even if it means that he might lose Emma or the trust of David. Exactly. My bro TP! No! no I, <laughs> this episode. Oh my god. I didn't know how much I wanted it until I got it. Like, <laughs> yes. And the, the, the writer, whoever wrote this episode, I, I hate you. I hate you forever. <laughs> like, I don't... I, I, I hate you. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Really, really well done, and we needed a twist, right? So there you go. <laughs> Major twist. One thing that makes me, like, a little sad, though, like, since, like, we went forward, but we forgot, like, Smee didn't come out. Like, it's just some random, like, pirate being like, Captain, what are your orders? I was like, damn oh, that's it. that's right. Yeah. I wish it had been Smee. Oh, Needs me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Spear. But but you know also <laughs> they kinda use a symbolic thing here when when David gets to the truth of what happened to his father, the ghost or the spirit like stopped haunting him or you know, talking to him, he kinda disappeared because he kinda found peace. So I kinda mm-hmm. feel like that's gonna play into David's forgiveness because um he, I, it looks like his dad doesn't blame Hook for killing him, although he should because it was you know, just a random killing for no reason. Um, but it but it looked like he, he found peace when David was able to let go. So I know. thought the coin was cursed or something. Like and it Maybe. it he'd it only come out when he'd hold the coin or when he'd held a grudge to it. So like now there's gonna be like the ghost of his gra- of his of Emma's grandpa just kinda floating around in the lake. <laughs> oh man, Emma's gonna be like, You killed my grandpa? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just when you thought this tree couldn't get any more messed up. <laughs> Damn it, Hook. Why? Why did you... I, and you know what? I think the biggest punch in this is that he kills him himself with his sword. He doesn't tell the yeah. crew to kill him or... you No, know, like he, he did it him. himself. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, crap. And, oh, here we go. And he was 
defenseless, tied up. There was nothing yeah. that that mm-hmm. guy could have done. Like, like wow. It, it, makes me, it makes me wonder, was Hook really that bad? I thought he was just like... He was I don't a, know, pirate. Like a pirate. He was yeah, like an evil yeah. pirate. Well, you know what? It's because I'm so tainted, or not tainted, but I'm so with the idea of like Captain Jack Sparrow, who doesn't really want to kill people. He just wants to escape all the time. Yes. So, you know, he tries to outwit you with the environment and to run away. Uh, but that's not who Captain Hook is, and I guess this this was it. Man, man. I, every time I think like, is Captain Hook that much of a bad guy because he's changed so much? I think of like. The same Captain Hook that backhanded Belle when she was mm-hmm. tied up and wanted her to die. The same one that, like, teamed up with Regina and almost, like, tried to kill the Red Queen. Like, he's he's a bad guy. He's Does been he a bad it? guy. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I will never cover up the things he's done. I just kind of forget yeah. it because we're sick. I know. And, like, uh, it's, it's so... That's what I love so much about the show is because... I mean, it's really hard to wrap your mind around and... It, it's if it, if it wasn't fantasy, it wouldn't work. But all of the characters on the show, you think about it, they've all tried like killing each other at some point. Yeah. Uh, Regina's killed so many of Emma's uh, family. Hooks killed part of Emma's family. <laughs> they've all killed each other. Rumpel's killed part of Emma's family. Katie's family, killed you know, part like, of Emma's family. I probably have. Let's be honest. <laughs> probably all have at this point. <laughs> but like, but then you you see like. That was in season one, like, in bef- before season one, uh, it's just timeline-wise. And now that we're in season six, it's so interesting to see how far they've come and how much they've developed. It's so, so interesting. Because especially now with Regina versus the Evil Queen, you see how far Regina has come since season one versus the evil, evil queen that she mm-hmm. was in the first season, and they're, like, side by side. So it's very interesting that we get to kind of see these versions of each other, of, or, well, of the characters side by side. Yeah. We got to see it with Hook in this episode with him um, now in Storybrooke versus season one where he killed Emma's grandfather, and we get to see Regina versus, literally, versus the evil queen. So it's very intriguing to watch, but very frustrating. Oh, you know, may, may may Hook never be split into Hook or Evil Hook because <laughs> oh my god. Well, technically, he was Evil Hook in the present day when he was no, the, the well, Dark that, One. Well, in a sense, he was uh, Evil Hook. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah. It it wasn't the same, but yeah. he was still evil. Yeah, and, and you know, like you were saying, Katie, I think the best example of like how far the characters have come is. Snow and Regina's relationship, like we mm, saw them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know Jeff's gonna get into it, but we saw them like sitting down talking about stuff, and I'm like, didn't Snow kill Cora? Like it, <laughs> it was really bad. So I feel like we can get, we can get past this. I just don't know how. And I, I feel know. like, and I hate to say this, but me when I watch fantasy shows, death and collateral damage really means nothing to me. Um. <laughs> I'm still gonna I'm I'm still gonna root for the character as long as they don't treat the people around them like like you know lack for a uh, lack of a better word like shit if you don't treat the person you're dating or their family or your family if you don't treat them bad with how far you've come then I think I'm okay with you I can get past the evil things you have done 
But uh, if you if you're going around killing people, then I'm not gonna. And that's why I have a, <laughs> such a such a gripe with Rumbell because of the way Rumpel treats her specifically, not the people around him, but the way he treats her. And I'm like, that doesn't work for me even in a fantasy show. So that's my difference there. I'm okay Brittany, with that. You're so crazy. You're like, I don't care if you're Norman Bates to everyone else. So long as you're pulling the sheets with me, I'm all good. No, I said right now about the family, like, if, if Hook was terrible to, like, everyone around, like, Henry and them just because he wanted Emma, which he used to kind of be like, but in a way you were still rooting for him, but he's built relationships with these people and he he's trying to be better and he's not evil anymore. Regina, too. Regina's not trying to hurt anybody. In fact, she saved someone. In this episode again, so you know, it's just that that's for me, that's my like, you know, rubric mm-hmm. of what I do for a uh, fantasy TV show. <laughs> I love getting inside I the mind it. of Brittany, it's fascinating. I wouldn't want to live there though. <laughs> for fantasy, man, come on. In real life, we know there's a lot of stuff in here that we would not be okay with. Oh, okay. well, that is true. So mm-hmm. let's get into present day Storybrooke. USA, and we'll start off with uh, the storyline uh, that Brittany was discussing with uh, Regina and Wish Robin. So we see that Robin from the Rish, the, the Rish realm, <laughs> Robin from the Wish <laughs> realm, say that a billion times fast. Yes. Robin from the Wish Realm. Uh, he's trying to adjust to life in Storybrooke. Uh, uh, he, he's now the enemy of alarm clocks and all that kind of stuff. And um, Snow has a conversation with Regina where basically she's like, are, are you sure? Are you okay with all this? Like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, do you feel you made the right decision? All this kind of stuff. Did you tell him he's got a daughter and all this kind of thing? And the daughter that's here and a son that's over there and all, all that kind of stuff. And, um, Regina is basically like, you know, I, I'm going to fill him in, you know, they're obviously not his and all that kind of stuff, but they're, but you know, it's, it's kind of, and not, and all this kind of thing, but don't worry, I will tell him and, and all this kind of thing. And so later on, Zelina confronts Regina. She's heard about Robin's return and basically it's like, you know, he's not getting custody of my baby, you know, uh, so don't you even think about it and all this kind of thing. And, you know, he has no parental rights and whatever. And so it was very dramatic, and she poops she, away. She like overreacted. It was great. <laughs> Crap, Lena, chill. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic though. Man, it's in one way I'm like she overacted, but in another way, like I've seen women that are just kind of like, I don't care if the guy is back. Like he has no rights to like my baby. He's she, like she's mine now. Like so, it made sense that Zelina's like no. I don't care if he's no. back. But she's baby, also in the right. It's, it's not his baby. So yeah, she yeah. she is in the right, though. I, I get what she was saying, it was although very it dramatic, was but... very dramatic. Dude, Robin, I... once, once he found out this shit, is just kind of like, y'all are fucked up. Like, when... <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah and... I, I didn't get the freak out from Delina because, I mean, like, what... I don't, I don't know, this Robin thing is just so weird, but I was like, I don't think even if he knows he's gonna wanna go and meet her, and I'm like, Zelina, by the way, you're like the worst parent of both, of dead Robin and you, I feel like dead Robin's <laughs> a better parent than you are, so I don't know why she is my baby, I'm like, bruh, you let Hades carry your child, you are not the better parent, but... <laughs> 
Hashtag Will Damn. And so, I know. So it was just, it's just confusing. So. Yes. So when Regina returns back inside the house, Robin has vanished. And uh, there, there is a picture in the story book that's in story book of uh, Keith, a.k.a. the Sheriff of Nottingham. And so Regina kind of puts two and two together and so we see wish robin find the sheriff of nottingham and uh shoots some arrows takes him down and uh, basically is ready to kill him but uh, regina arrives and stops robin from killing him he she poofs the sheriff of nottingham away and and uh, regina's like you know, this isn't the same guy that you know, but Robin's like, yeah, but the justice would have felt good, and, uh, you know, you don't know who I am, I would have killed him, and all this kind of stuff. And so Regina ends up filling Wish Robin in about the real Robin, having a son and a daughter, how the son is elsewhere, but the daughter is in Story Brook. And so, basically... Regina tells Robin, like, you know, th- this is your fresh start. Th- this is this is a fresh start for you. And uh, after sort of um, curing, not curing, what's it? treating his uh, injuries from, I guess, punching out uh, the sheriff in her um, crypt, uh, they they end up sharing a kiss. But it's an interesting kiss. And before the kiss, there was this whole thing of uh, basically uh, Robin finding out a lot of things about like Regina and the hearts that Regina still has. <laughs> and um, the, there's this magical trinket that Regina's like, no, don't touch. You know, it's very powerful and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and, and that's where Robin finds out about just the weird uh, family tree that is uh, there in story brook literally and so elsewhere later on regina talks to snow once again they had a couple little heart to hearts this episode which were really nice and uh, uh, she tells snow that she felt nothing when she kissed wish robin that it was like kissing paper and uh, she's like but, but why is this happening? Like, how did he transport from the wish realm to the real world? Like, why is he here? There has to be a reason. I'm confused. I'm torn. I don't know why. Why is he here? What's his real reason? Who is he? And why is he here? And all this kind of stuff. And so, while she's wondering why he's here and who he is and all this kind of stuff, we see Wish Robin in her crypt, stealing that, um, uh, what would you call that? That, that, that box, I guess for lack of a better word, that Regina had told him earlier, this is very powerful. Yeah. So, we'll stop here and discuss this storyline. I just want to say, one of the funniest lines wasn't even like a line that's supposed to be funny it was her like regina coming up and he's like i need you to promise to stop running away and trying to kill people (laughs) 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 regina who still has hearts in her closet like 
Is yeah, she does not have a heart. She has hearts. Heart. <laughs> oh my god. You would have yeah, thought that by oh, now she would have like returned hearts to people. At least the ones that are in Storybrook. I'm just saying. But but she did say yeah. the the hearts of her enemies. So I don't know why she wanted uh, to okay. her enemies well... back. She did she did put emphasis on but that. But the thing is like enemy. everybody was her enemy like back in the day. I'm just saying but if, like But like yeah. like like I would keep Cora's heart in there if she was still alive. Like I mean there's still some I mean but who who is in there? Like I'm trying to think right now like Everybody who, and their mother. Pretty much. You know, Maybe. why the hell hasn't she warded her, the crypt again? Like, it used to be only, like, blood, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Right. Uh-huh. So, why, why does this thief who has no magic, like, why is he able to enter and leave? The, same, is, way, uh, the same way he was able to break out of Rumpel's prison? Ooh. Well, no. It's ingenuity. Quick wits. The fact that he's the best that there ever was yeah there's a loophole Plot but it looks like regina didn't have a reason to put it even though she should i always think there's a reason but to her probably not but i don't know i don't know loophole plot we yes. don't know Does we it... have some crazy dude with killer magic trying to kill the savior you would think you lock your chest of crazy creepy magic shit so he doesn't get better so he doesn't get more <laughs> material i'm just saying yeah. yeah. Does no, anybody have a know. guess as to what's in there? Like, what do you think is in there? Do you huh. even think Robin knows what's in there? Was he just attracted to the word powerful? Yep. Yeah, I would think so. I it, have it, absolutely it, no idea. Uh, he's just, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this Robin, because, like, he's coming here for a new start, but yet he's not doing anything new. He's doing the same stuff. He lives at a pretty a pretty place for free. Uh, he's probably he's got a good life to start over. So I don't know what the hell he's up to um, with stuff. I think, so I think he was lying in the other realm. I think mm-hmm. I think he was he he wasn't trying to get like a fresh start or something. I think he's trying to go to some other place where nobody knows how much of an asshole he is and <laughs> con- and continue to steal for mm-hmm. from the rich and give to himself. Like yeah. Probably. I have no faith in this guy. Yeah, well, the thing, well, what I meant was, like, I felt like he was running from, like, the law <laughs> in the witch <laughs> realm. So he came over here where nobody's really after him, and he's known, or his mm-hmm. alternative self is known as a great guy, so he can get away with a lot of stuff or whatever. But I'm like, you wanted to get stuff because you want money and you want to be rich, but he lives in Regina's really nice house where I feel like he doesn't have to worry about stuff like that but i guess you can't take the thief out of him i guess mm-hmm. i don't know there's more to him and i think we're gonna get some more answers later yeah yeah i was really feeling sad for regina this episode because yeah. because like i get that they have to do this storyline because they have to like finally give her some sort of closure with Robin Mm -hmm. Hood, but it's like seeing her, like, you know, just be so, like, you can tell that she wants to, like, be with Robin, like, like, she wants Mm -hmm. to, like, make the love happen again, and it, it just, it made me really sad for her, like, like, at this point, it feels like she feels that she needs, uh, like, that love to complete her, and 
like I don't know. I just find that like really sad. Like mm-hmm. it's just it, it's not like strong Regina at this moment. It, it's really a, a a vulnerable Regina, and I think that's why she's not noticing all of like the 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 shady crap that's going on around her because like I could instantly see in Robin's eyes that he like picks he's been picking up on her vulnerability and he's using that to his advantage like he looked shady as fuck throughout the entire episode like yeah. like as he was talking I... to her and as he w- he was like listening to everything she was saying so that he could you know, like con artists do, you know, they, they prey on the weak. And unfortunately, even though Regina is a very strong character, emotionally, she's very fragile at the moment. I see it kind of like as a reflection of season two, Regina, where she's just desperate for the, like the love of Henry that she was willing to agree with her mother who she knew, she knew had bad intentions but mm-hmm. she thought that this was the best way to seek and get love in a family. And I'm just glad that she has someone like Mary Margaret to tell, to like, to give advice, to tell her, hey, I don't think this is the best idea. But mm-hmm. if you're going to go through with it, go through it smart. Like, I, I love their coffee chats. Like, that was, mm-hmm. it's super cute. We like, need more of Regina's, those. Regina's know, comfortable enough to take off her shoes and to just, like, chill and relax with Mary Margaret and drink a spot mm-hmm. of tea. It's nice. Exactly. And like, just to, to think again, like the contrast between season one where they're, the evil queen's constantly trying to kill her and now they're the evil queen each other's places to go to when Reg- they need to talk. Regina tried to seduce David. I know! I forget that happened. <laughs> I forgot that happened. It yes. So traumatizing. I oh my gosh! It was in her kitchen. Oh, still not as bad as where uh, all the seduction happens. Still not as Apparently. bad as gold as gold and Regina though. So that's uh, still yeah, fresh okay. in my that's, mind. But that's very <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, well, that no, that was gold and the evil queen. Get it right. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. I thought you said Regina. No, I think I did say Regina. Never mind. You were right. Um. I do like the storyline with Robin Hood because I, I at first when I heard he was coming back and it wasn't even going to be for like, not for real, but permanent. That's when I knew it wasn't going to be real. Um, I was really scared because I was like, this Robin is not ours and they can't just replace him. And I'm like, Regina, what are you doing? You can't do this. Like, it's, it's just disrespect to Outlaw Queen. Please don't do it. And, um, but after watching last week's episode and then this week and then that kiss. I was like, wow, like this this is going to be a really good arc for Regina to get mm-hmm. to get some closure, but some people who still have hope out there are hoping like Robin's memories get in him or his spirit that was in oblivion somehow <laughs> comes back into this Robin and and you know what? And you know what? Out of all the crazy stuff I've seen in like all my TV shows, I am okay <laughs> with that if Robin's old spirit came into him and like took over and we have robin back i totally would be 100 (laughs) percent okay with that but i know we're not going there so um all i'm gonna say is (laughs) like his storyline is fucked like that say what you will about 
Hook having killed Emma's grandpa. Like, he's <laughs> at least he doesn't have, like, kids from Emma's sister or something. Like, just weird, like... That Ooh, Emma's not. sister is coming on the show? No, like, do you see, like, how fucking, like, weird <laughs> that is? Like, Robin has a storyline that I don't think can be saved. So when he died the first time around, I was like, well, that's one way to, like, get rid of something that, that you've you've written yourself into a corner with. To have him back mm-hmm. just kind of complicates things again. Well, I appreciate that it's... Selena the... instead of Robin. Oh. <laughs> that's just my saying. Just... Aww. I, I wish... I like both actors. I like both characters. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like they did them a disservice. And I just, I, I want this storyline over. Like, <laughs> it's just dragging it out. The only thing I appreciate from it is that it's bringing um, Snow and Regina closer. And yeah, that that's nice. And a lot mm-hmm. of props to the acting chops for, from Lana. Because, uh, like, we were talking about Rumpel earlier. How Robert was able to give that glimpse of, like, um, missing Bellfire. And, you know, giving a, a little, having a moment of weakness in helping, um... David's father. Well, here we had um, the kiss, and immediately, like I love Outlaw Queen, and I've always saw chemistry with them, and even a little bit of chemistry with them, uh, with this new like Wish Realm Robin and her. Like I don't want them together, but you can. It's fun to see the actor play a darker version, and it's kind of fun to see them play off each other. But here, when we had the kiss, I don't know if they can like turn it on and off, but. Regina automatically felt something off. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't like mm-hmm. and we the audience, you know, reacted from that that we saw that there was nothing there either. Yeah, that and made me like, so happy. Yeah, me yeah. too. And I was like, wow, like I didn't know I was not gonna like it, but that I liked it, that it that she didn't like it or that she knew it wasn't the same. And exactly. I just I love it. I loved it. hmm It was very uh, well done. Also All the acting in this episode was done so well. <laughs> I feel sorry for the sheriff of Nottingham, though. <laughs> he constantly has like shit days. He's just trying to get caught. Yeah, he's nice. yeah. They they can't. They no one lets him try to redeem himself. I'm surprised he doesn't like hold himself up in his wherever he lives and is like, I'm not going outside today. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Everyone hates me. But yeah, oh, poor Sheriff. Anyway, let's get into uh, another storyline this episode. And and, and it's basically the main storyline for the episode. It has to deal with... uh, Captain Charming. Brum, 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 brum. A highly anticipated pairing that I think everybody always loves to see together. <laughs> I love them so much. They do great together. They really do. So, uh, the episode starts off with uh, basically relief from what happened last uh, week. Uh, you know, we pick up, I believe. I'm going to assume that has to be the same night where they're congratulating Emma basically for returning and, uh, um, you know, basically defeating, or not defeating, but at least, I guess, living through uh, her fight with Gideon. Um, Usually I don't talk about the fashion. I leave that for all of you. But that was a really bad top that Emma had on. 
like the flower thing. I don't care. Like she's, she's like she looked that like, like kind of like really that, that was that was I don't know uh, that like aged her a little bit. It was like that was like for something <laughs> that was something Granny would wear. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh I'm just. I, I'm just like kind of pleased that she's wearing the hat again. Like I, I miss yes. Emma. It's yeah, they usually have Emma be so fashion forward. So I was surprised that they had her wear that, but I don't know. Eduardo, that was no bueno. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. So like they celebrate and everything's all happy and they're like you know we're gonna defeat and all this kind of stuff and um David ends up uh, leaving and and as he's like walks outside like he sees like this creepy ghostly vision of his father and uh, his father's like trying to give him like this message and all this kind of stuff about the truth and and david just ends up like passing out and hook finds him and, and david's like i'm a man i don't need your help and you know I, I'm good, and 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 Hook is like, "Are you sure?" and all this kind of stuff. He's like, "I'm good." And so um, later on, other than another day or the next day, Hook schedules a meeting with Archie, and basically he fills Archie in that he's going to propose to Emma, but he's worried about uh, the reaction from David. You know, he's like, "He's I think he still sees me as a pirate and all this kind of stuff." But I'm I'm a good guy, and. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, Archie's basically like, you know, you gotta show David that you have changed, basically. And so, later on, David once again gets another vision of, of his father. Um, he sees him in the middle of the night, he's in the loft, and then basically the father's like, you need to find the truth, the truth, family, and a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, so, David is now hell-bent on finding out what is going on uh with his father and and his father's mysterious death so in between there though uh hook like notices that david has become obsessed with finding out who uh, who murdered robert and, and at one point he even tells david like you like you need to get some rest and so that's when they do the charming swap and so when they swap again, uh, David is still, like, obsessed with finding out uh, who uh, killed his father. So when, like, Hook says it again, he's like, I went to sleep, and I still see the visions, and I need to know what's going on. Like, are you going to help me? I need the help of a pirate. And so Hook is like, okay. Although he reluctantly helps, you know, once he finds out that uh, all... Uh, david needs is basically the help of a pirate someone that's you know he feels will uh, encourage him in his thirst for vengeance and so with the help of hook david sneaks into emma's place while emma and uh, henry are out canoeing which i'm like that's kind of fun um i would have loved to have seen that maybe um <laughs> And uh, Hook agrees to play Lookout, and then all of a sudden Emma arrives because she forgot the life vest. Because I'm like, really, Emma? Like, you forget that? And so Emma is like, oh, I'm going to go get the life jackets and all this kind of stuff. But uh, 
David is like searching for like magical trinkets and stuff in the shed. So Hook has to uh, convince Emma to stay outside a little bit longer, and and Emma's like, "Well, you know, I I, I got my superpower." And I was like, really, girl? Like, when the hell does that really work? <laughs> Whenever no, she mentions the no, superpower, no, 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 no. it makes like, me laugh. You criticize it, but I'm glad that they went back and they said that that, sh- that she has her superpower still. Like, it bugged me that there's so many times where somebody, like, lies slightly to her and she doesn't realize that it's happened. And I never bought the whole, well, the happier she is, the less likely she is to use her power. No, that shit's always on. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's very convenient it. when it returns, though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But she's like, I, oh, no, you know I can tell when you're lying to me. And uh, she doesn't make a big deal out of it, but she basically's like, what's going on? And so then a hook tells the truth but not the truth that she's looking for and basically he's like you know what i went to see archie and you know i'm worried about you and you were gonna die and and all this kind of stuff but you know i i i want us to be stronger than ever basically and and while he's like basically telling her all this and then they start like going at it with tongues and everything um david ends up you know getting out of the shed and uh you know basically he like congratulates him like oh thank you i knew you would come through and uh and hook is like yeah but i didn't want to like lie to emma and all this kind of stuff you know we're in like a good place and you're making me lie to her and so back i appreciate at- that the mm-hmm. That the way he lies is the perfect way to circumvent the the lie detector. Tell her like bits of the truth, and she can't t- tell that you overall you're telling a lie. Yeah, that is true. And so they head on back to the charming loft, and uh, this is where the magic happens, literally and figuratively, because as they're trying to figure out the spell, uh, yeah, I guess it's like a locator type of spell, um, there's at one point where they have to like spin the content of, uh, or turn it counterclockwise, the stuff that's in the beaker, and David's like, <laughs> um, so do we like stir it counterclockwise, or should we turn counterclockwise? And Hook is like... Maybe we should, you know, just for, like, magic's sake. And so they turn around. Counter He's not even clockwise. holding the potion when he does it. Why? Hook, why are you doing it? <laughs> that was so, that was that's so funny. fun. So stupid, but so, so fun. I mean, it, that's, that's another great part of the show. They just, they make fun of themselves in, like, these little scenes like this. It's great. Like... <laughs> You always see Regina and Rumpel being all serious when they're doing their potion making. And here you've got Charming and Hook, like, freaking turning around in a circle. They're, they don't know better they're safe doing than sorry. Right. Exactly. That makes me think if there's certain, like, spells that Rumpel or Regina have to do, like, while doing the Hokey Pokey and the final <laughs> they do it that way. We will oh, see that yeah. in the musical episode. <laughs> Hopefully. (laughs) Why not? And so obviously their magic worked because they, he ends up, um, I guess, dipping the coin in it, the the infamous uh, heads or tail coin, and uh, ends up placing it on a map of the Enchanted Forest. And the coin 
ends up falling on Pleasure Island. And so David and Hook go to see August about Pleasure Island because, you know, August is recurring for a couple episodes and they got to use him. Why not? And uh, August uh, basically gives a little bit of information. He, he, he's like, I do remember him. I didn't put two and two together that that was your father, but he was there. He was on Pleasure Island. And August also mentions that many years ago, he did remove pages from the story book and the, the, the Henry's storybook. Um, and the reason was because he was not the most proud of his story in Pleasure Island, which I thought that was really neat. That was kind of like an answer that we didn't have, mm-hmm. but they gave exactly. it to us anyway. And, and now that we have it, I feel like we needed it all along. It, that was like a really good way to mm-hmm. explain something that happened many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. It was so simply explained, but it fit. It fit perfectly. Exactly. And so now that he's got more information about his father and he feels like he knows who was in charge of like the hit on his father, David is like 100% in tunnel vision seeking revenge. And so Hook is a bit worried and and David's like Oh, so you have changed. Like, you're not going to help me seek my revenge? And Hook is like, no. Like, you need to, like, get vengeance out of your heart. And so David ends up hooking Hook to uh, a bike rack uh, with some handcuffs. And he ends up driving away. And uh, David... Like father, like daughter. Yeah. Oh, that is true. The fourth time Hook has been padlocked somewhere. It's great. No wonder he finally figured out how to break the lock. Yeah, she's like, like no, apparently this is going to happen to me a lot in my life, so I better figure out how to get out of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So David rushes to the asylum and confronts uh, Albert, a.k.a. King George, and basically challenges his former stepfather, foster father, uh, adopted father, whatever you want to call him to a fight to the death uh, because ba- he confirms like yes i put out a hit on your father and i would do it again <laughs> and so the thing that i thought was kind of weird was charming why did you give him the bigger knife like why did you stay with like that teeny tiny blade like i'm just saying like you know you give him the butcher knife and like you stay with like you know the the the, the um the dinner knife or something like i just thought that was weird but they start fighting and it looks like as if charming does get the upper hand so maybe the tiny knife uh, works and uh, he's about to kill king george all of but all of a sudden hook intervenes he tosses king george back into his cell and david's heartbroken and uh, you know he and and he ends up learning you know that that you know his father really was trying to do the right thing and uh, you know he ended up dying and he's like for all these years like i i thought that he was a drunk and he really was just trying to piece our family back together and and what does that mean for me you know i'm charming but like really what the hell does that mean like am i going to 
you know, basically have a similar fate because Emma it has this whole thing with Gideon and Snow and the sleeping curse and I'm Prince Charming and I can't fix any of this. And so uh, um, th- th- there's like this really nice moment where where Hook I- is there for Charming and they basically have a, like a bro down in the middle of the asylum. <laughs> That was, that was sweet. That that was sweet, and that was the moment I'm like, well, good things can happen. And of mm-hmm. course, like Brittany said, we can't have nice things in this exactly. show. Exactly. Oh man, that's such a good scene. It was a good scene. It was brotastic. Mm-hmm. It was. It was one of my favorite scenes in the entire episode. And we couldn't just have this happy scene without something ruining it yes it, and it, it was really powerful too i think the last shot we get of them um you know david on his knees and he's oh my he's completely gosh broken and then you have oh you like the way you said it i thought you were gonna say something nasty oh no oh well see <laughs> see this is episode of pleasure island but not at this moment um no but but like the way he is because he is prince charming and you really feel like nothing could really bring him down um, like we do in this in this moment, aside from the fact that he's having a hard time with not having snow around, which I still feel every episode when they see the little videos of themselves on the phone and how much they just miss each other. And it's just mm-hmm. it's so it's so heartbreaking. And then here um, he just has a, a moment, a really big moment of weakness around Hook and you know, he's leaning on Hook, Hook puts an arm on him, and he's just kind of, it's just, it was so powerful, and they just dismantle that with, like, the next bit of information we find mm-hmm. out, and I'm like, you know what, I hate you, I hate life, I just saw the Vampire Diaries end last week, I don't need this type <laughs> of stuff, I mean, not last week, earlier this, uh, two days ago, actually, two days ago, <laughs> and they do this to me, no, 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 but great, <laughs> great, powerful scene. I've been reblogging that uh, that gift set because it's just it's so powerful. Because you it love is. charming on and his Josh? knees. I do, and oh. with Hook there too. Oh my no. gosh! <laughs> I I fucking forgot to mention this when you met, when you spoke about it, just to like switch the script and go on to something happy. But did when Archie's face when Hook brings out the ring? I know, Archie thought he was going to propose to him. I was, that, that was everyone in the fandom just being like, Oh, oh my like, gosh. Yep. Uh, like, I'm, I've been losing my voice, and my voice cracked from how like I squealed <laughs> like a girl. You were Archie in that moment. <laughs> that was so fun. I feel, I feel that. And but what like I'm just gonna shade hook for a little bit. You wear the most gaudy, intricate rings, and you got her the simplest one. Dude. Well, uh, does he work? Like I don't think he's got the budget for like a big ring. I'm just saying. Like, what does he really do for a living? What does what he... do any of them do? What um what some people are teachers and some people are sheriffs. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. What is Hook? Like, a hooker? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it, yeah, you know, now we understand why he was on his knees. Oh, my God. Uh, actually, but what does he do? Like, I don't know. Like, does he teach a school for a sword? He does, he does not have an occupation. 
He should do something <laughs> like out on the sea, you would think. Mm-hmm. They're too busy fighting all these things that come to town, man. They don't got time for a job. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah, Henry's barely ever in school. I'm just saying. He's, like, out canoeing. <laughs> like, really? That, that, that made me feel a little happy that, that they said that, she, that he's out canoeing with her. Because he does stuff with his mom besides all these operations something or other. Like... They they are like mother and son for a little bit. So yay, like yay for that. Like there was a lot of bright spots in this like re like interesting episode, except for that fucking ending. Well, here we go. <sighs> Let's get into oh. it. No. But we'll get the happy ending first. So, um, which Brittany loves a happy ending. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> oh gosh, Pleasure Island. Anyway, um, we're out on the docks. And um, Charming, uh, with his ghostly father, um, ends up uh, tossing the coin into the uh, the water, and his ghostly father vanishes. So, uh, I, I guess now that uh, Charming has a bit of a closure and whatnot about his father's death, his father's spirit is no longer haunting him, and uh, out. On uh, at the at the docks, um, Hook basically asks David for Emma's hand in marriage. And when he asks, like there was a long ass pause, <laughs> and, and like Hook was like, "Really? No." <laughs> and but then David is like, "Yes, you know, I give you my blessing, of course, and you've changed and all this kind of stuff." And um, Hook asks uh david not to tell anybody like don't tell snow and you know i want to tell them myself and all this kind of stuff and and there's a really nice moment between them after this um intense uh outing for them uh trying to find um david's uh father's killer and then all of this turns very sad later on <laughs> because um, as Hook is about to enter Emma's house, which maybe he was going to propose at that moment. We will never know because August speeds by in his uh, little motorcycle and uh, he's like, oh, you know, I, I did find the pages and basically, it's everything that I told all of you. So here are the pages, just in case David wants them, because I did promise, and all this kind of stuff. And so when Hook looks at the pages, there is a drawing of Robert. And Hook's heart sinks, because Hook realizes that he killed Robert. And so August speeds away. Emma comes out. He hides the pages from Emma. She, uh, they, they kiss. And when Emma leaves, uh, uh, Hook, you know, looks at the pages again. And he's got the engagement ring. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> what am I going to do with this now? Because... Nobody He's like, I, I, I hope I kept the receipt. Man. Man. <gasps> Can't have nice things, I told you. Mm-hmm. Let me ride in my motorcycle and crush your dreams. 
<laughs> we were just praising him last episode. Now I want him gone. Oh, leave him oh. alone. He's learned how to be honest. I and he doesn't know what it. he did. No. August are in the no. fucking I still plot. blame him. I love it. Yep, I still I blame him. <laughs> oh my that God. was brutal of Hook, though. What the hell? Like, it, this that's pirate Hook. Like, the, mm -hmm. I, I ain't giving no shits. I don't care if you have a sob story. This gold is mine. Like, that blood gold is what bought your fucking ring, Emma. Mm -mm. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> That's so mean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, I, I just... I can't. I can't Back even. then, Hook was show. all about the booty. <sighs> uh, it's, mm, it was such like a... Uh, the whole like him asking Charming uh, for his blessing was the cutest and like charming just had this blank face for the longest time and hook was like oh crap <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally like breaks out in a smile and it was so cute and everything was so cute and then it's all ruined yeah freaking august had to come i think the best line was like Captain Hook, who knew you were such a traditionalist? But then Hook is like, yeah, but I I am like 200 years old, so I, I, I am I have traditional values. I stopped counting my birthdays a long time ago, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't. I'm, I hate life. I hate it. But on the upside, there's no I upside. Know that it all works out. I know. I know it all works out it's like oh gosh. by the 20th episode at least well there yeah because they're all singing about it so why not yeah, but what, the heck? what do we do we think this is going to come out like sooner rather than later or do you think they're going to drag it out a little bit or or do we think this oh, is going to be yeah. resolved that's yeah i think sooner you did you see like the the ad for next week's episode like i, I feel mm -hmm. like it's it's gonna happen Mm-hmm. Either next week or the episode after that. At, he at least tells Emma by next episode. Oh, gosh. Like, and then, like, maybe they figure out how to tell everyone else. Yeah. Tell Charming by, like, the 14th Ooh. or 15th. What if Emma tells him not to say anything? Like, crap. Well, I didn't really know him anyway, so I guess just don't tell my dad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my, my gosh, Katie. Katie, you, you're not supposed to talk like that. That's how Brittany's supposed to talk. You're rubbing no, off on Katie. This is this is how the charmings get written off. They like they like he's they tell her if you marry this man, I will walk. And yeah. she marries him, so they leave. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I love just, it. Shh, don't give them ideas. <laughs> Crap, man! I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm just all this drama all I'm, the drama I'm, I'm devastated to be honest i felt like oh my come, gosh we've, we've come so far we've I come know. so far for all these characters you know not just hook but like regina too and for them they're like my favorite characters so i i always like the darkness right and it, it just sucks <laughs> that we get like you know 10 steps forward like 20 steps back like mm -hmm. i i really i'm i'm really wondering how they're going to uh they're gonna find a resolution for this because they have to i don't i don't see it um knowing that we still have some more episodes i feel like they will fix it but i don't know how so i mm -hmm. love it when i don't know how 
and I can't predict it. Um, but I do know yeah. that we will get a resolution. We have to. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see how and who's going to be involved in it and, you know, who's going to say what. It's going to be a big therapy session with Archie. <laughs> this, is, this is why they said Archie was going to be a, a recurring character. <laughs> I know, right? His business is booming. <laughs> Shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, big time. Well, we can't speak about stuff that we don't know, so let's talk about stuff we do know. And uh, I believe we all have an MVP. So it's time to select the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. And the rule is simple. If someone mentions a character, you you, you got to pick a different one. And I apologize to everyone, but I'm going first. And my MVP is... Charming. I have to. What the heck? I have to Get give out. it to Josh Get Dallas. Out. I apologize. But I have to. Like, Josh Dallas gave the performance of his life in this episode. Like, Charming usually is not that complicated. Like, he has a lot of emotional scenes, but it has to deal with snow. So it's all about, like, true love and that kind of thing. But this was really his first, like, gut-wrenching performance and i gotta give him kudos like writers why haven't you been writing this kind of like really juicy stuff for for the charmings like this like seriously like no sh <laughs> yes like no no shade to, to the writers but like you have someone who was just so incredible in this episode like this was david's episode he was the commanding force and uh josh dallas stepped up to the plate like he was phenomenal in uh, this episode and like major props to him because he really sold it like every little nuance like every emotion from you know, sadness to despair to mania and, and everything. Like, it, he was just fantastic. So, kudos to Charming. And, um, Katie, I'll have you go last since apparently I stole yours. Oh, my God. So, okay. Brittany, who's your MVP? Y por qué? Oh, you took my How first. dare you? I wanted to go next. I know who she's going to take. <laughs> oh, crap. It is Charming's dad. No, I'm just kidding. He is. Oh! Dad, but no. It's I, Pinocchio, I, I, right? Oh, hell no. That's <laughs> an, that demonic toy can. He's go gonna haunt die. you in your dreams. Um, no, I'm gonna. I'm, you know, I'm gonna. I'm a hooker for life, bruh. Hashtag hooker for life. Um, oh, yeah, I, that's I, your. That's your Craigslist ad. Yep, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I mean, I gotta go with Captain Hook, and oh. I mean. I feel like this this episode showed how far he's come, but in the sa at the same time, it kind of destroys his um his well not it doesn't destroy it, but it kind of brings you back down to earth. Like yeah, he's come this far, but remember how bad he was. Well, we're gonna show you. Um, but I feel like he's the one that kept um charming grounded. He kept him from um taking revenge and messing up his life, you know because. Usually snows that person for him, but he, she doesn't know what's going on. They have that sleeping curse, so it was just really nice to see someone else other than his family like help him out here. And I really love that Charming wanted Hook on this journey just because Hook was a pirate or is a pirate. 
or was a bad pirate and knows how to do pirate stuff. And I love that Charming's like, really? You're not going to be a pirate when I really need you to be one? And Hook's like, nah, man, I'm going to be your bro. We're going to have a bromance. And I feel like it was just, it paid <laughs> off so well. It was so good. And the fans have been asking for this, so we got it. And I have no complaints. So Hook did, did his job this episode, and it was awesome. Okay. Priscilla, I apologize, but you're next. <laughs> you, traitor. Um... <laughs> I'm thinking about it because it like it re this episode really did come down to those two characters, mm -hmm. and if it wasn't that I see I want to jokingly say that it's that it's Sheriff of Nottingham because he's having such a crap life. Oh no, really? Pinocchio, wooden Pinocchio. Really, if it's not those two, I actually kind of want to give it to Charming's dad because oh. he did a Dang really it. good job. Of, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, K Katie was only saying it because Brittany jokingly said it, and she can't think of anybody else. No, I, when you said Charming, and then I was like, someone else is going to say Hook. And then so I was like, okay, I'll do Charming's dad. And then friggin' Priscilla! <laughs> Coming out of left field. Yeah, I know, right? I just, I want to say that he do, he portrays, like, someone who's trying to change, who's in the midst of it, like, with alcoholism and trying to be like six years of being a drunk because of something that he's ashamed of and he can sh both share scenes with somebody who steals scenes most of the time uh robert carlos rumpelstiltskin but holds his own and like i just i keep flashing back to that scene in pleasure island where they offer him ale nobody's there to judge him he could do this but he doesn't take it because he wants to be the better man and he gets, again, tempted by King George, and he says no, and he begs for his life, and, like, you feel for this guy. You felt for this guy the entire episode. Like, we we got niggling feelings of what he was like as a drunk, but we saw even more how much of a changed man he could have been, which is sad. And good on the actor. There you go. Katie... Okay, well, since everyone took everybody else, I'm gonna go with Regina because I felt bad That's for a good the choice. entire episode. <laughs> I felt bad for her the entire episode. She, poor girl, man, she has been through a lot. And she just, she was, I know she was hoping for something good with bringing Robin here. And I'm, I'm sure she was really hoping that he would be similar and she would be able to kind of pick up the pieces with him. But he is obviously different. And so she's kind of struggling through those emotions that she brought him here. And he's not what she thought he was. And Robin that she knew really is gone. And uh, this hope that she probably had that was rekindled by meeting this one is kind of being put out again. So I, f I feel so bad for her, but I love that she did go to snow and was opening up to snow and that even though they were trying to kill each other in season one, they're at this point where they have coffee and tea together and talk about their problems in life. So I give it to Regina because she, she deserves good stuff, man. Poor, poor girl. <laughs> Alright, so now it's time to rate the episode on a 1 to 10 Apple scale. 
If you deem this episode worthy of more than 10, you may grant it the coveted golden apple. And uh, we'll go in the same order, so I'll go first. And uh, without a doubt, I I love this episode. I give this 10 apples. I thought it was a really strong episode. I can't find fault in any of it uh, besides the fact that I just would have loved to have seen some of the children being turned into donkeys just because I feel like we're not going to go to Pleasure Island again so that would have been kind of awesome Uh, but I I thoroughly enjoyed the episode I thought it was very a very strong episode in regards to the plot and a very strong character episode and, and a very strong episode as far as just everyone's acting and and even like the little moments were were just really great seeing characters interacting that typically don't interact or you wouldn't think would have interacted Uh, like we we don't really see archie and hook chatting a lot so that was really nice uh charming's father with pinocchio was really nice uh even like the small scene the small scenes between as we mentioned regina and snow i mean just beautiful small scenes great larger set pieces i like king george just because i like the actor like i think he plays douchebag really well um in everything because he's played douches on other shows lost ugly betty etc um so he's always great to see and and i'm glad that they brought him back because we haven't seen him in a while and uh just kudos all around everyone fantastic even the sheriff of nottingham why not uh so Brittany. What do you rate this episode? How many apples will you give? Oh, I'm I'm with you. I'm on the Jeffrey hype train. Of ten out of ten, bruh. Uh, the train full of apples that we're gonna deliver to I don't know whoever needs it. Um, Granny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this episode was just good. Like last week, I gave it a ten out of ten as well because it was just a really great premiere and all the feels, and they continued more. With the feels, but um, it's also credit to being kind of semi-filler-ish, um, with not having any Gideon or any Rumbell stuff um, or Emma's fate. It was solely on some secondary characters, which uh, I enjoy. Usually, I don't enjoy it, but I did, and it broke me, and I hate myself. So anything that can make me hate myself gets a ten out of ten from me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Priscilla, I don't know. How to, there's no segue from that. <laughs> there's no segue. Yes, yeah, Priscilla, how do you rate this episode? <laughs> okay, I, I'm not hating myself this episode, which is why I, I don't, I don't really want to give it ten apples. I feel that there were some scenes that could have been cleaned up and didn't necessarily need to be there, like the Zelina scene where she just kind of has like the temper tantrum, or like dragged out moments with Robin, like. I don't know. I'm not an outlaw queen fan, mainly because I just don't give a shit. So, like, I I, I like that they're hurrying the the plot along by by making her realize that it's not Robin. Yet, I don't care. We this could have been filled in worse with like, I don't know anything Gideon or Rumpel. Like, I don't. I, I, th- that's not up to me to decide whether it's good or not. But I I don't know. Like, it's it's not something that's perfectly magical but i can't put my finger on why it's not 10 out of 10 apples there's just it's it's not enough 
but it's it's still there. Like it's still good. Nine apples. Okay, not bad. Katie, what about you? I give it a ten out of ten apples too. <gasps> I know, shocker. <laughs> because I mean, just basically for the reasons everyone else said, I it was a really good episode. We got great acting from Josh Dallas. We got to see more of Charming and Hook. Um, on a little adventure there. Uh, that whole like <laughs> scene with them making the spell was hilarious. Uh, we got to see some touching moments between Charming and Hook when uh, both when Hook talked him out of uh, killing his father and when Hook asked him for his blessing to marry Emma. And uh, we got some really great backstory with uh, getting to see more of Pinocchio's backstory, which I did not expect at all coming into this. Um, and then, I mean, it wasn't Pinocchio specifically, but it involved a part of the original Pinocchio's um, backstory. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, cool. that was a surprise, a um, refreshing surprise. Yeah. yeah, I was not expecting them to do any more of his backstory at all. So that was kind of cool. And then um, just the Snow and Regina scenes and the Snow and Robin, or the, not the Snow and Robin, the Regina Ooh. and Robin scenes. Uh, so it was just, it was a really good episode overall. And of course, the plot twist at the end adds a lot of drama. But it'll be interesting to see where it goes. So, prop to them. Hashtag drama. Well, Mm -hmm. you just gave me the perfect segue, Katie. Speaking of where things are going to go, Katie, can you look inside your crystal ball like Rumpel did? And can you share with us some juicy... Nobody, really. I have to make all the sound effects myself. Some juicy, woo, spoilery tidbits. Yes, I can. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As always, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash storybookweeklymirror. And you can visit my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com. Um... We always have all of the latest spoilers up there, so if you want to keep on top of that, definitely go to those two locations. So, we have some casting news, which is pretty exciting. Um, we kind of talked about, I think it was in the spoiler episode before the season premiered, we talked about um, the two guest characters that will be showing up in the finale mm-hmm. of this season, and then if the show gets picked up for a seventh season, they will play pivotal characters or series regulars uh, in season seven. Mm -hmm. And so they did finally cast them as we found out this week. And uh, Uh, we're here to announce an exclusive listeners. Katie is playing the girl. Surprise. (laughs) Just kidding. I am not. I wish I was. I mean, if they want to recast, I'm up for it. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, but for the adult character, who is an adult man, they have cast Andrew J. West, who played in Walking Dead, was it? Yes. Yes. He was that's a right. villain. Okay, yeah. So he will be playing. We do not have a name for them, although everyone speculates that it will be Adult Henry. Yeah. Um, he'll be playing that character. And then the character will be playing the. Younger girl is a is the Jane Jane the Virgin star. Her name is Alison Fernandez. 
So, she was the most interesting casting to me because the the casting for the other guy confirmed to me that it's probably adult Henry because mm-hmm. he looks a lot like Henry. Yeah. This girl, we we all kind of speculated that it could either be a Captain Swan child, which I wasn't leaning towards exactly, but that was one of the big theories, or it was Robin, Zelina's child. Uh, but this girl is... Um, Latina. Yes. Hispanic, Latina. for lack of better yes, words. Exactly. Like, I was trying to... I, Hispanic, she don't look yes. like the one. <laughs> no, she's yeah. not. I, I don't know who she is. I don't know if she's just an original character they're bringing in. Or, I don't know. And my theory is or, that it's Henry's child. Yeah, exactly. That's probably the best bet, I would guess. So, shrug. I don't know. I'm really excited, though. I can't wait to see where they're going with this. It's... Or she's it's Sophia the First. Change. Whoa! There you go. And her mother is Elena of Avalor. Oh my gosh. Bring <laughs> on the Disney original series. Disney Channel original series. Why not? Yeah. They've been pretty good about like not whitewashing characters sometimes. So I'm really hoping it's not like some shit like, oh, because she's brown, it's Moana or Lilo. Like, no. No, I don't think that they would do that. Just because they, when they cast Tiger Lily, she's of, of Native American descent. So I feel like the only flub is uh, Lily. Yeah, that was like the she's, major one that sticks out. Yeah, so I feel like, especially after that and the backlash they got, that if they were to cast Moana or Lilo, uh, you know, they they do that right. They wouldn't mess it up big time. Yeah. 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 I'm just, I'm really curious. It's going to be a huge change if it does get renewed and they do this idea of a reboot and it is adult henry like it's gonna be a huge change but i'm excited to see where it goes do we really think it's gonna be a huge change like i'm probably unless it takes place like out of storybrook and it's like the entire season he's like searching for storybrook or maybe like his if it's his daughter if his daughter's like you know i know that storybrook is real like you need to believe daddy or something like that and it's the entire season like that would drastically change the series but if it's just adult henry and let's say we start off the series with him finding storybrook again and it, and then i guess it's flashbacks to I don't know, whatever ended up happening, I don't think narratively it's going to be that different. Like Probably not. We, we will be missing some characters, which I'm sure they'll explain away as to why they are no longer there, but I don't think the actual core of the, the story is going to change. I mean, because it's always going to be about Emma. It, the difference this time around is... I'm going to guess is that it's going to be Henry in the Emma role in that he's going to be searching for Storybrooke and uh, you know he'll find Storybrooke and maybe he has to convince them on as to who they are or something like that I don't know but I, I still feel like Emma will be there and she'll be the lead it's just 
Henry will have a bit of more of a beefed up role, especially now that he's going to be an that's, adult. That's where I, I I disagree. Just because like this is Emma's journey, not anyone else's. Like this, that's why like I'm. If it's a reboot, like I'm struggling to see like why. Like I don't know. I don't. I, I, I think reboot is like a really bad. I don't think they know what to call it. I don't think it's a reboot per se. I think it's, in my opinion, it's just a continuation of the storyline, and just several years down the road. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see how it's going to be all that different. And Henry will be an adult, so as an adult, I mean, he'll have a little bit of a larger role. But he had a larger role in season one. It's been in the subsequent seasons that his role has kind of diminished in a sense like it's always been the relationship between emma and henry and emma's relationships with other people so i don't see how it's going to be that different besides henry's recasted but or recast i don't know we'll see yeah I we guess. will see it's very interesting um we will see we will definitely see um okay so an article, like a postmortem, came out after the episode um, by EW, and they were interviewing Colin and Josh, I believe, and they were kind of talking about the big twist that came out. Mm-hmm. And here is what Colin had to say about it. He said, uh, Hook has to struggle with the idea of whether or not to tell Emma, whether or not to tell, and whether or not to tell David. Nobody else knows it at all so he could just let it go but i think the hook he is now feels that he has to in some way own it but he's also scared to do that i mean he's lived hundreds of years as a pirate and somebody who keeps their cards very close to their chest so he has to figure out how he's going to do that whether or not he wants to tell is a big big issue in a couple of the episodes so Mm. looks like we got a couple episodes uh i would say that next episode is probably him Dealing with him telling Emma, and then the episode after that is telling David. Yeah. Or both of them. Yeah, the Charmings, Dude, whatever. It, it, <sighs> I don't know. I guess we'll see. Who knows what's going to happen. There was also an interview done with Lana, and she was kind of talking about the Evil Queen... Uh, coming back. So, the Evil Queen's a snake right now, and she is for sure coming back. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it is on or just before episode 14, but Lana said in episode 14, there is it is a big episode for the Evil Queen and Regina, complete with a big standoff. So, we got that to look forward to. Maybe that's when Regina... Absorbs the evil queen. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, absorbs or defeats? I think absorbs is probably more likely, but um, yeah. we'll see. Um, before we get into the musical episode, I'm gonna talk about something that came out this week that caused a lot of a lot of talk. Controversy. Yes, controversy. If you have so, any questions about it, feel free sen- to send your asks to uh, Katie. She'll answer all of them, and if she doesn't, someone else will. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So It's Brittany! She's taking over for a week. She is. <laughs> She's going to answer all of our, our asks. <laughs> yes. Okay, so a couple new sites came out with this information. I'm going off of TV line specifically. Um, there's been all this big brouhaha about a season seven and like if season seven happens, what's going to happen? Because 
mostly all of their contracts are up this season. So who's going to sign on? Who's not going to sign on? Um, and so they confirmed that at least four of the main people, the main stars, are in negotiations right now. That doesn't mean necessarily yes or no, but they are in negotiations to sign on for another season. And those four people are Lana Perea, uh, Jennifer Morrison, Robert Carlyle, and Colin O'Donohue. They do not include Josh Dallas, Jennifer Goodwin, Emily DeRaven, or Jared Gilmore in there. So that doesn't necessarily mean they won't be in the season or that they aren't negotiating, but they're not talking about them right now. So I, don't, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I feel like, and these have been my predictions, I feel like Season 7 is going to be comprised of Emma and Hook, uh, Regina, and older Henry and whoever the girl is, uh, and then maybe appearances, appear, like guest appearances by Jared Gilmore for flashbacks. Yeah, um, recurring. Mm-hmm. I still feel like Robert Carlyle is going to be in there. Whether or not Belle is there is up in the air. I I feel like I want them to keep Belle. Because I love Belle. I do love Belle. I want them to keep her. But who knows if they will. I do, I do think the Charmings are going, sadly. But... Um, I'm, I'm hoping even if they do go that they'll still make like guest appearances that, that might be a pipe dream, but who knows? Yeah. I, uh, I would think that they would be up for recurring. I would hope Cause I don't see them them like not wanting to do the show anymore. Yeah. I just kind of want them to have a happy ending. If they get written off, I want snow and charming to have what they dreamed they would have. Like, Come on. They deserve it. They're the couple that have been through everything. What if they moved to the Enchanted Forest? Yes, that's what I said, Katie. Thanks for stealing it. Is that what you said? Yes, I said that maybe after they learn about uh, uh, Jasmine and Aladdin saving Agrabah, because we're going to see that at some point uh, in this half of the season, like maybe that finally inspires them to do what they've always kind of discussed doing, like, you know, going back to the Enchanted Forest and, and rebuilding for lack of a better word, uh, like rebuilding the kingdom and that kind of thing. And that would be an easy way to explain away some people leaving. And uh, and maybe in this potential season seven, we can check in on them from time to time. You know, she'll mm-hmm, pop up in exactly. a mirror or something and say, you know, uh, Emma, we need your help. You know, ogres are invading or something. And, you know, it leads to a couple of episodes mm-hmm. where they're in the enchanted forest. And, you know, we see what the charmings have been up to, or maybe at the end of the series, my hope had, has always been that somehow story Brooke transports into the enchanted forest so that we're, we're back in the enchanted forest with, with all the characters, you know, back home and Emma mm-hmm. sort of like rightfully taking her place as a princess. Mm-hmm. That would be very interesting. I think, 
I think that would be a good ending. So I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that if they do go, it's something, it's something like that where yeah. they're happy and they still, you know, might pop up for an episode or two. Yeah, Henry would obviously be recurring for flashbacks since he his character yeah. would have been aged up. If they keep Rumple, Robert, Mr. Gold, I don't understand how they would get Belle out of the picture. Yeah, exactly. That's the only problem. So that means either Belle's dying or she has to stick around in some sort of recurring capacity. Unless, like, maybe Rumpel, as part of maybe the final redemption arc for, for Rumpel, he's like, you know, go with the Charmings into the Enchanted Forest and take our de-aged Gideon baby and raise him, you know, to be a hero or something like that. Like, maybe he does, he finally does something selfless like that. Abandon his child again? Well, not abandon, but like doing, <laughs> doing what the others have done, um, giving him his best chance. You know, by having his mother raise him. Yeah. So this would be this. I guess if you, if you want to be cynical, Brittany, mm-hmm. you could see it as he's abandoning him. But it, he's all. It would be him doing what the others have done in the past, like him, like voluntarily. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, choosing power over love, like him, like, voluntarily, like, giving his child, uh, you know, a good chance at being a hero versus a villain. Because I feel like oh. we all think the child is going to get de-aged at some point anyway. Oh. Well, I was just thinking that his redemption would be to actually be a good father, not that he has to stay away from his own father. <laughs> well, so there's that too. But if they yeah, end up but, getting rid of Belle, it, it just... Like, I, I, I get it for like Belle to go somewhere. Um, I would prefer that anyway. For her to raise the okay. kid. I feel like she deserves that anyway. Because I can't see how they would get rid of Belle anyway. Besides death. And I always felt like Ooh, Rumpel was going to die. Bad. So if he renews his contract, then that yeah. means he's not going to die. Uh, I'm not saying Belle deserves to die because she does not. She does not. But if she dies in the crossfires of what's going to happen with Gideon and Rumpel and the Black Fairy, that's like the ultimate like sacrifice. And maybe that might be the... Maybe Rumpel's kids dying is not his redemption or his wake-up call, but it's Belle. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Just saying. Katie, why did you kill... Katie, uh, you're killing Belle. You, you, you have made my dream like... <laughs> Oh my god, I I am looking forward to that if it fucking happens. Yes. (laughs) Get out. Get out. I mean, I I would prefer Rumple to die, but apparently he can't stay dead, so there you go. Y'all are going to make Katie cry. Yeah, I know. You are. (laughs) Sorry, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) These are the cleansing tears of sadness. Like, yes. Like, the, the. the, the show has to make you feel something, and that would make you feel. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't exactly. feel anything for Rumpel, but I feel bad for Belle and Gideon. <laughs> Although I think Gideon's a little spoiled brat right now, but I feel like he's going to be different later, so. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will. So. As long as Granny's there, I'm happy. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. As long <laughs> as he can start making jokes, he can keep making jokes about Granny. Yeah. Okay. So, let's move on to 
the 20th episode, which is the musical episode. We kind of have uh, some exciting things to go over about that. Um, first of all, Leanne Aguilera, who works at ET Online, and Matt Mitovich, who works at TV Line, went for a set visit, I think it was, and they got to watch a lot of um, the episode being filmed, or they at least got to see a night of it being filmed. I don't really know. Um, it might have been the recording of the songs, because they got to hear a lot of the songs, um, and they said that they love them. There's a few earworms, apparently. Matt keeps saying that he keeps hearing it uh, in his head a lot. Um, it keeps running through his mind. But um, apparently there's a lot of really good songs in there. Matt said that Snowing had one of his favorite touching moments. Um, and he said that Emma does get to dance. And it's really cute um, and fun to see. Um the one thing not to expect is any Disney songs. Don't expect Disney songs coming out of it. Apparently, they're all original. Yes. <laughs> it makes me a little sad, but I understand it. Yeah, so, uh, but apparently, according to them, they really like the songs. So that, that gives me a little bit more hope. I mean, I've been more hopeful about it than nervous anyway. But um, they said... That they they really enjoy the songs, yeah. So that's cool. I can't wait to see Lana um, with the mirrors. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be great. Um, and then the biggest news that came out is that the wedding is not happening in the finale as we thought. It is happening in the musical episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Surprise! You know what? That actually makes sense. Because these new characters are in the final two episodes, and the final two episodes will make the two-hour season finale. So it, it makes sense that they would do the reboot, the jumpstart for season seven, whatever you want to call it, in the season finale. So that, that, that does yeah. make sense. So that it means... Like at the end of the musical is when their wedding will be interrupted and then the dark curse will be caused by someone if it's the last thing you do. Exactly. Man, heck yes. Oh my gosh, I love that your response is yes, because when it first came out, all the Catherine Swan people were like, No, I'm pissed off, I can't believe they're doing this. And I was like, Are you kidding me? It's gonna be awesome. I think it's going to be fun, a lot of them, but it's hella rushed. It is very hella rushed, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, but then I also think back to, like, Snowing and Rumbell's wedding, and those, they didn't have a lot of time dedicated to those. So I feel like this one's getting more time than they both had combined dedicated to their well, wedding. I think Snowing, they were engaged for a while before they got married, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Because yeah. if you think about it, that's episode 20. Well, this was episode 12, and and they haven't even gotten engaged. They're going to be engaged for like have two episodes. I think they have. Uh, they I don't think do. shows nowadays, besides Arrow, like really make a I mean, big deal know. over the first Henry sex scene. Cop rocket, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I think, I think like, like the like big were... sex episode is like a thing of the past. I don't think shows really yeah. make a big deal anymore. Oh, I Man, I'm 
pissed though because like we got fucking Rumple walking out of a bed with Belle in it. Like we got freaking Regina getting freaky in in, in her weird tomb we place. If you think about it, no. oh yeah, no, I was about to say because she was giving examples. I was gonna say that they only allow the villains to be sexy, but it is true they have uh, allowed the charmings to be sexy too. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But it'd be nice if we could see a little more, but. Uh, I have, I think I'm in a gray area between you guys, uh, or between you guys and the other people that don't want it. I'm not sure. I'm all for the musical episode because hell yeah. I don't know what people have against musical episodes. I think they're, they're going to be so much fun, especially knowing that most of the cast can sing and it's original music. Like it's going to be fun, but I don't know how I feel about the wedding being like that and being rushed. I agree that it is rushed yeah. in the context of the season i hate it i hate i'm saying it right now i hate it when they get engaged and then they're gonna get married super quickly i, I just just the past of like the shows i've watched it it always seems to be a little bit of trouble and i really don't want that for them uh and then if we are gonna have two new characters coming out in the last two episodes uh or for the finale it sounds a little weird but I think the relationship is okay. I don't think anything's going to happen with them. I just think what happens after might be a little scary. So, but I'm happy. I, I, I want to know. Um, I just want to cry. I want to cry when they do their vows and I want it to be beautiful. Um, but it feels a little rushed. But you yeah. know what? It if feels it's... a little rushed in that. Like, that's why we were talking about how it was the final season. Like, they have to make them get married really quickly because it's the final season, but it's really not. So why are they getting married so quickly? Yeah. It would have been a nice finale for them to get married at the very last season, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I trust the writers. I think they've been they've been doing well. So, But I just, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. But this is just because I'm, I'm cynical and weird. And I've been <laughs> hurt. I've been hurt in the past, okay? So, <laughs> it's just something to think about, about how rushed it is. But other than that, like, I'm totally okay with it. Like, how are we going to get over the David and the Hook stuff? And then they are going to get married in episode 20. Like, I, I hope it's nice and clean and a little realistic. A little? <laughs> I think yeah. Little. Mm-hmm. My only concern... Way, I'm happy, guys. Like, I, I, I called this wedding last year. That's in the finale. I called it. And nobody believed me. But I called it. <laughs> My only concern with the wedding being in the musical is that so much of the episode is going to be the musical, and we're going to get a lot of flashbacks featuring musical moments and that kind of thing, that I'm scared they're going to rush the actual wedding section Dude, of the episode. Dude, are we getting flashbacks in that episode? Yeah, uh, uh, Katie, in our, in our special spoiler edition, uh, went over the actual scenes uh, that are in the episode, and it seems as if a lot of the musical elements will be in the flash, will be in flashbacks. And uh, if they do that, then it seems as if they're going to save the wedding for like maybe like the last. It could be like the last five minutes of the episode, which Damn. would be kind of sad, especially for those that are like really looking forward to like the wedding, like oh, a wedding. It's it's gonna. S- be short i think yeah. oh, okay that that sucks i was hoping that like they were gonna get married and the first dance would be them singing the duet and, and oh. dancing together that was what oh i was my hoping gosh. for and that would have been that beautiful we're not getting it. You, well maybe know, that's okay. what they'll I'm, do maybe that's I'm the last of, song because they did say that emma dances oh 
But if you're singing, you are going to dance. Solo or... Yeah, I was going to say, maybe her solo. Probably. You know, I'm kind of okay with the fact of them, like, singing, like, in the flashbacks, and then the the present is just them getting ready for the wedding. Like, I'm I'm all for seeing, like, everyone getting, banding together to make this wedding, like, amazing. And then the last couple of minutes is them doing their vows and getting the ceremony. I don't want the ceremony interrupted by music. I want to, I want to feel something. It's been... I don't know how many seasons since they, they started dating, so I think that's actually, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm kind of okay with that. If, if they do it that way, because um, I feel like the vows are important uh, for, for them and to hear how far they've come. So I hope we do get that, but uh, I'm keeping an open mind. Yeah. I, I'm excited, though. I, I like uh, Jennifer Morrison's voice. I think she's, she sings beautifully so i'm excited to hear her solo and the duet i want to hear colin man i'm so excited to hear his i just hope emma gets the i want song like i hope that's her solo yeah i don't know what the i want song is all the disney princesses have an i want song that's what their big solo that's what they call them oh okay Okay. like part of your world uh um, someday my prince will come. Those are all Just I want songs. Just around the river. No. Um, <laughs> what the hell? Th- well, wait, no. I th- Just around the river bend could be either that one or Colors of the Wind is is her <laughs> I want song. It's, not, it's the other one because she's talking about marrying Coco. Yeah, it's, uh, it's park, uh, so. yeah. That one's probably the, her her I want song. <laughs> how dare you! I love how God. <laughs> yeah. Once <laughs> once upon a dream. He I did for a second. Once Upon oh a Dream God. is an I Want yeah. song. Uh, Belle, Bonjour, that song is her I Want song. I want adventure. Yes, okay. There um, we go, I'm, our own musical. <laughs> there you go, yeah. So I hope Emma gets an I Want type of song. Because all the oh, Disney princesses have them. I don't know. I'm excited because if it's a flashback, she could be talking about how she wants, like, I don't know her life to actually be better or something. And then we'll flash into like it, that it is and she's marrying the man of her dreams. Like, I would like that. Okay, I'm sorry. I gave myself hyped up. What is this episode again? I feel like I'm not paying attention. The 20th episode? 20th the episode. last episode. Oh, man. Okay, I got it. Okay. Got a long way to go. We do. So, let's talk about the next episode that's happening. So, we have the press release. This is for the 13th episode, and it's titled Ill-Boating Patterns, and is written by Andrew Chambliss and Dana Horgan. So, here's what the press release reads. When Gideon resumes his mission to kill Emma and become the savior, Mr. Gold steps in to ensure that the use of dark magic does not poison his son. Meanwhile, Robin proves willing to ally himself with anyone offering the possibility of escape from Regina and Storybrooke. Hook gathers the courage to come clean to Emma, but not before she discovers he's been keeping a secret. And in a flashback to fairy tale land, the legendary folk hero Beowulf sets his sights on Rumpelstiltskin after the Dark One uses his powers to defeat the ogres and win the war for humanity. Man, I'm so, so pissed at the Gideon storyline. Like, I don't understand why killing a savior makes you the savior and why people would accept, oh, I just killed the old one. I'm new. Everybody accept me and love me. No. Well, I don't think he wants to be loved by the people of Storybrooke. He wants to go back to the dark 
realm, whatever it's called, and and kill the Black Fairy. But who's to say the who's to say any of that is true, and who's to say that isn't maybe what the Black Fairy told him or, or uh, manipulated him into thinking? Because none of that makes sense. Like we talked about that last week. Like that motivation makes no sense like because we've never heard this before like you can absorb a savior's power like you would have thought at one point rumple when he was all power hungry would have said something about that you know or you would have thought aladdin would be dead there you go someone would have taken the reins jafar no yeah this is yeah Gideon's frustrating right now he's frustrating right now because we don't understand what's going on but that's that's what we're justifying it as is that it's the black fairy that um manipulated him especially since he's like i'm 28 but as acts like a 15 year old that he's definitely thinking that what he's doing is right because he's been manipulated into thinking that way so uh i think that's okay but i still am annoyed by him and i I, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Yes. Um. So, I do not have ratings today because Nielsen, I can't remember if they were out of power for several days or if they just were having technical difficulties, but they are very behind on ratings, so we don't have any ratings today. That face. They probably yeah, they probably weren't good anyway. Yeah, so it's probably just a good thing. Just delay the inevitable. Just the just the same as last week. We'll just say it. Put it that That's way. what we'll say. Yes. Sounds good to me. We'll update the listeners next time. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's crazy. So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr. StorybrookeWeeklyMirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at PoppyChulaRadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy thanks announcer co-host please wish the listeners a good night good night guys hi guys Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. Good night. Mm-hmm.